0: Hello, and welcome to Lulu's List. I am Seuss, also known as Lulu Lawrence. You can find me on Tumblr and AO3 as Lulu Lawrence, on t- Twitter as Lulu lawrence one d and you can also find me on Coffee, where I share updates and snippets of my current works in progress, and sometimes we'll be talking about um, the podcast itself at ko-fi.com slash lululawrence. So it's January, and I was able to read 10 fics this month, and I am very excited to talk about all of them. I'm hoping that this is the beginning of an upswing, and that I'll be able to be talking about many more fics in my fix lists coming up. So here's hoping. I used to do sometimes around 40 fics a month, so we'll see if I ever achieve those levels again, but for now, I'm happy with 10. Um, So I'm going to talk about the 10 fics that I read this month and some of the things that I enjoyed about them as well as some details on them while attempting to avoid spoilers for you. And then at the end of the podcast, I will talk about the two fics that I was able to post this month. So getting started, the first fic is called Canyon Moon and it's by Girl That's Not Afraid on Tumblr and Beautifully underscore Cyan on AO3. Uh, the fic is about 9,000 words, it's rated G, it, it's a pairing of Harry and Louis, and it was written for the Fine Line Fic Fest based on Kenyan Moon. Uh, the summary reads, Louie, Louis, my love, wake up, Harry whispered in the darkness, lightly shaking his husband's shoulder. After two minutes of lightly shaking and no response, Harry starts peppering little kisses all over his face. It takes another minute, but Louie is smiling, so Harry knows he's awake. Lou, you don't have to fully wake up, but I need you to get in the car. You can immediately go back to sleep. Why am I getting in the car at 2 in the morning, Harold? It's actually 4 in the morning, but it's a surprise. 4 a.m. doesn't exist. We've talked about this, Louie mumbles into the darkness of their room. Or the one where Harry takes Louie on a trip and writes a song about it. This song, uh, this song, this fic, was just like so soft and so sweet. It is, um, canon-compliant and established relationship. It's just the ultimate fluff and a bit of a travel fic in there too. Um, Harry kind of takes Louis on a road trip and has it all planned out. And they visit a few places and you get to kind of see what, a few of the adventures that they go on and it's just, it's so cute and it's so sweet. And it, it really, it is a wonderful reflection of the song itself. The next fic that I read was You Can Remain Unaware If You Want by Harry Anthus on Tumblr and on AO3. This fic was about 7,000 words long. It is not rated. It is also Harry and Louie and was written for the Walls Fic Fest. It's based on Always You. Um oh, okay, well I'll I'll talk about it more <laughs> after I read you the summary. Uh And Harry smiled, revealing a a dimple on his milky cheeks, and Louis was helplessly endeared by the little boy. He never thought anyone could be more precious than him, and it never, ever changed. Or the AU where soul marks get colored when they realize they're in love with their soulmate, and Harry has a colored soul mark, but Louis doesn't. Okay, so I have no idea how I missed this fic. When I was reading all the walls fest fix i I'm kind of wondering what other fix I missed when I was going through that fest um but this one was incredible uh it it just it was so sweet, and there was just so much pining, so it's clearly like friends to lovers and it oh they're just they're such good friends and Harry is so in love he's so in love and Louis is in love with Harry but doesn't realize and this whole universe is so fascinating because it's only once they realize they're in love with their soulmate like they might not even recognize that they're their soulmate but as soon as they realize that they're in love with them their soul soulmark colors so even if Louis doesn't know who his soul mark is in reference to, as soon as he realizes he's in love with his soulmate, he'll find that his soul mark is colored, and so it's a really fascinating concept because Harry's soul mark has been colored for years, and so Louis's just like, oh, you know, he's he's not going to be here for that much longer, but like, you know, at at some point Harry's going to leave, and Louis' soul mark is just not colored. And so he's just like, I guess I just have to wait for my soulmate. And it's just, oh gosh. It's just (laughs) the pining. And everything is palpable and it's wonderful and i was just so drawn in that i could not stop reading so it was very good that i read it in the middle of the night when my kids could not interrupt because (laughs) i did not want to put it down in fact i started reading it assuming that i would fall asleep in the first couple pages because that's what happens when i read most of the time really late at night these days and uh, instead it woke me up and i couldn't go to sleep until i had finished it so it was just a fantastic read i could not stop i it was absolutely wonderful. So I definitely highly recommend that one. The next fic is We Can Find a Place to Feel Good by uh oh more um on Tumblr and yeah underscore all right on AO3. Uh, this fic is about 8,000 words long. It's rated teen. The pairing is Harry and Louis, and it was written for the Fine Line Fic Fest based on the song "Treat People with Kindness." the summary for this fic reads 14 year old harry is ecstatic to finally be old enough to experience the time-honored tradition of school dances but with each year that passes and each dance he attends he's realizing they're not all he used to hope they'd be especially when he can't actually dance with the person he most wants to maybe he and louie can figure out their own ways to keep dancing anyway okay Listen, this fic, it's a historical fic. It takes place in the 1960s, and there is definitely the period typical homophobia. There's nothing truly overt, it's just kind of the characters knowing what could potentially happen if they were open about things. But also, this fic starts with 14-year-old Harry, and I'm not sure that he's completely clued in, to his own sexuality at that point. He just wants to go to these dances, and it's so sweet and so pure, his desire to go and dance and just have a good time. And then, I don't know what teen dances are like, in other parts of the world but at least here you know you go in middle school (laughs) to a dance and nobody dances the boys are on one side the girls are on the other and if you're lucky there's a couple of you know people who are actually dating each other already in the middle and that's about it and they're pretty lame and not very fun and uh, they only go up a little bit When you get to high school (laughs) at least in my personal experience the proms and homecomings are a little different but i don't know the rest of the time is just kind of there dancing with your friends and you it's i don't know i was always not incredibly impressed and it seems that poor 14 year old harry and even as he gets a little bit older older harry is just the same and he keeps hoping it will improve but he's starting to get a little disappointed and is starting to realize you know, what dances are actually about at school and how disappointing it is that people aren't actually dancing. And then, and then he meets Louie. Oh, and it's so beautiful, the moment that he meets him and how he sees, how he kind of observes him and takes him in and how shy he is and how he like, you know, it's just, it's so, it's so lovely to just kind of get these little glimpses of what Harry thinks of Louie and um, how they're introduced to each other and things. And it's just it's so sweet. And then it grows and you find out that they just oh, it's mutual. Of course, it's mutual. And the ending is just so perfect and so lovely. And I just oh, I get chills thinking about it now because I'm just like, oh, they found a place. They found a place where they could treat people with kindness, you know, <laughs> just like in the song. Oh, it's just so wonderful. I really just uh, it was one of those fics that it just gave you such a good feeling reading it at the end. And you're just so perfectly happy. And it's it, it's just a beautiful fic. I really enjoyed that one. The next fic is hung up high in the gallery by Chloe HL10 on Tumblr and Love Larry10 on AO3. This fic is about 14K. It's rated mature. It is Harry and Louis as the pairing, and it was also written for the Fine Line Fic Fest based on Sunflower Volume 6. The summary for this one reads Louis lay still. Louie sighed loudly, and Harry watched his chest puff out as he inhaled deeply, the breath he let out loudly, making Harry's curls shift. "'I am. Stop being so fussy. Can I see it yet?' "'Nope,' Harry remarked, smiling to himself. "'I'm doing your chest next.' "'Shit, this is going to look so good, Lou. Your tan and these colors. Why haven't we done this before?' "'Because we haven't been this drunk in a while, and it never occurred to me until tonight?' When Harry's best friend Louie comes to support him at his art show, he decides they need to do some celebrating afterwards. How fast do the lines between friends and lovers get blurred? Or better, get painted. So this fic was really lovely, actually. I really enjoyed how it started out at an art show, and it's kind of them revolving around, and Louie, like, trying to make sure that Harry was promising him, you know, his favorite painting or whatever. Make sure that he saved it for him. And, um... It's it's just so fun to kind of see them see them in that particular setting at the beginning and have that kind of set it all off, and then they return back to Harry's flat, and the way that it kind of goes into them painting each other and the way that they paint each other and the way that like the sexual tension is built up in it between them with them painting each other and kind of really and making a play on that hung up high in the gallery, you know, like, I really enjoyed it. And it was a take on the song that I had never considered before. And I just really, really, I loved it. It was such a fun take and just, oh, that sexual tension that was built up all throughout the whole painting. And you're just saying, they're like, oh my gosh, just kiss each other. Oh my gosh, just kiss each other. And then they finally do. And it's just wonderful. (laughs) So that was another... Thoroughly enjoyable fic, and truly, like, if you haven't read it and you're needing some sexual tension in your life, like, it's palpable. And then it finally comes to a T, and it all goes from there, and you're just like, finally! Like, somehow this 14K fic feels slow burn because of the way that she really builds that up. So, it's it's fantastic. Um, the next fic is called I'm Falling Again by Jery. On both Tumblr and AO3. This fic is only about 3,000 words long. It's rated mature. The pairing is Harry and Louis and it is also a song fic but it wasn't written for the fest. It's based on falling though. Um, She wrote this before the music video came out because the imagery was like really powerful to her is what I think she said in the author's note. I remember her talking about it as she was writing it and she was talking about how she just had some like really distinct visuals in her mind that the song brought up and she wanted to make sure that she was able to get it all written down and get that kind of idea and the story that was playing in her mind out before she saw the music video and let that influence her which makes sense Um, so this is not going to be a positive fic (laughs) I mean it is but it's it's not it's very painful so um so anyway the summary reads Harry sat on the edge of the bed looked down at the screen of his phone and pressed call once again the bright smiling faces of Louis's contact photo start stared up at him his own cheek pressed up against Louis, the tips of their noses burned a rosy red from the hot Jamaican sun Just like the last three times, his call went straight to voicemail, driving home the fact of just how badly he'd fucked up. So, yeah, um, canon compliant, established relationship, there's a lot of loneliness, and breakup talk, angst, like, all the angst, like, she piled so much angst into 3,000 words, like, holy cow, um, yeah, it's just it's just such a sad fic. Like, I cried, like, the whole time, but it was a night that I was really needing to cry, so it was really great to get those feelings out in that way. But, like, if you're needing a cry, then this is the fic for you. If you love the feels that listening to, feel, to Falling gives you, then you want to read this fic. It is wonderfully done. It is gorgeous, but it is sad. And it will make you sad. I cried a lot. But, you know... It's Jenna. She's wonderful. So, always a recommendation if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> okay. um The next fic is Don't You Call Him Baby by Femme Styles on both Tumblr and AO3. Uh, this fic is about 8,000 words long. It's rated teen. The pairing is Harry and Louie, and it was written for the Fine Line Fic Fest. Um, and it's based on Cherry. Funny story, almost exactly that title was what I was going to be- title my thick that was also based on Cherry for the Fest. Um, but mine was like punctuated somewhat di- differently, I think is what the only difference was. And so I was contacted by the mod and asked to change mine since femme Styles beat me to it on uploading the thick. So, I ended up liking my second title option better for my fig, and hers works so perfectly for hers. So, I'm glad that she kept that title. Anyway, that's a funny little story for you. All right. Um, the summary for this fic is, but now, 11 months later, as his Uber pulls up outside the bar, Harry thinks he can absolutely handle this. He's going to walk into Liam's birthday party where the ex-love of his life is also going to be, and he's going to show Louis that he can be a mature adult about everything that's happened in the last year. Or the one where Harry is absolutely doing fine and is definitely not still hung up on Louis. Except he is. so this oh my gosh this fic this fic is wonderful oh it's so wonderful so yeah harry harry's totally cool he's totally fine he's absolutely got this but he totally does not have this at all and everybody knows it except for louie and like Louie and Harry just won't talk about it. And Harry and his absolute like confidence that he has got this lets his mouth wander a little like he, he just talks too much. And he was told that Louie was dating somebody. And so he's like, hey, where's your boyfriend? And Louie's like, oh, uh, not here. I wasn't sure. And he's like, oh, we should go on a double date while you're in town. And then afterwards he walks away and he's just like, oh, my gosh, I'm a fucking idiot. And yeah, you are. You are an idiot. <laughs> Um, so, because then, like, he's like, yeah, double date with my boyfriend, you know, it's early days still, but I'm dating someone, sure, he's not dating anybody. And so he's like, gives his predicament to his coworker Sarah, who sets him up with her boyfriend, Mitch, as his fake boyfriend, so that they can go on this, you know, absolutely horrific double date that Harry doesn't want to go on and he's an absolute idiot because now he gets to watch Louis with this new guy and he's just going to be so jealous and oh my gosh it's so hysterical because like Sarah's just like oh yeah you're going to go with Mitch and Harry's like what he's your boyfriend and just the whole dynamic that they have together like it's absolutely what I envision his relationship with Sarah and Mitch to be in real life except he doesn't know Mitch all that well in this one and Mitch like calls him best friends and stuff and so anyway it's just it's so great like the way that she sets up everything about this and like Harry as just a complete disaster I love disaster Harry there's just something wonderful about him and all uh, the way that she just plays with him and she has him go into this and just oh gosh they're both idiots Harry and Louis are both just absolute idiots but like it's so clear how well they still know each other and oh it's just wonderful. And Jealous Harry on top of it all. You know, like, it's just all of my things that I love about the song Cherry, because I'm one of the crazy people who just loves that song. And oh, it, yeah, anyway, it's a great fic based on a great song, and I highly recommend it. <laughs> Um, So the next fic that I read was, What Side of Love Are You On? by Falling Like This on both Tumblr and AO3. Uh, This fic is 25,000 words. It's rated teen. The pairing is Harry and Louis, and it was written for The Big Bang based on the movie Because I Said So. The summary reads... Ever since Harry finally made the decision to come out to his mother as bisexual, she's been foisting women on him left and right, determined it's just a phase. But when she puts out a personal ad to find the perfect partner for her son, things really get complicated. Suddenly, Harry's heart is being pulled in two very different directions. On one side is the sweet, caring woman he has fun with, but doesn't know his mother chose for him. On the other is a man who seems to be his mother's worst nightmare, but makes Harry's heart flutter in the ways he's never felt before. When all is said and done, maybe they'll all learn that when there is no clear path to go down, the best option is to follow your heart. A Because I Said So AU with a bisexual twist. Okay, so I don't know how many of you are actually familiar with the movie Because I Said So, but it's a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed and it was one that I watched very regularly um, while I was in college and um, for a few years after it was pretty solid in my um, favorite movies, I think, for about five years or so. And so I really enjoy this fic- this movie and I was very excited to find out that Tabby was writing an AU for it. And I was also intrigued to see how she worked in the bisexual aspect of it. Um, I was also interested to see how she kind of painted Anne in this because Diane Keaton's character is not necessarily very forgiving. <laughs> Like you can understand where she's coming from but you don't particularly care for it and so i was just i was very interested to see what she did with the story and how she kind of adjusted it and she did it so well you guys it's just it's so wonderful so cara plays the girl that his mom hooks him up with Except he doesn't know that she's the one who kind of forged the relationship. His mom is just so concerned that he's never going to find anybody that she puts out a personals ad to look for the perfect man or woman uh, for Harry. And the only person who kind of passes is Kara. And Louis sees what's going on. He introduces himself and she dismisses him like outright. She just is like, yeah, no. And... um, And so Louis is like very interested in what exactly is going on and why she's doing all of this. And so he decides to look into Harry and just see, you know, what's going on there. And of course, he's just like, oh, my gosh, this guy is gorgeous and he's wonderful. And yeah, and so they start dating. And Harry's just like, oh, he's so nice. And he's like not used to being asked out and he's been asked out by these two wonderful people very close together. And so he's just like, you know, yeah, I'll go on a date or two with both of them. I mean, they're both kind of starting at the same time. And so he starts getting more interested, but he can't figure out which one he likes better. And he can't figure out like, cause he doesn't want to let go of the wrong one you know, like, what if he lets go of the one that he should be with and stays with the wrong one? Like, will he have lost his chance? And so he's trying to figure out who the right one for him is, especially when taking in all the different family dynamics and things. Like, he knows that his mom would want him to choose Kara. Like, she's definitely more his mom's type, but at the same time, like, Louis is the one who really, like, he who really suits him. And, oh gosh, the way that she works Louis' story, oh gosh. Oh, it just pulls at the heartstrings. It's so wonderful. And in Oh, it just, it makes you, it makes you cry, and it, well, it made me cry, okay, but as any of you who know me know, I cry very easily, so that doesn't say too much, but, oh, it's just fantastic, it truly is, it's so wonderful, um, I highly recommend it, because there's just so much feeling, and, like, you completely understand where Harry's coming from, like, he is so torn, and, like, you understand why Louis is upset, and, You know, like you understand because like, yeah, they messed up. But at the same time, like, it's not like they were trying like he was he wasn't trying to be horrible. He didn't mean to. But like, obviously, it was very hurtful what he did. And oh, gosh, it's just you guys. I need more people to talk about this fic with. So if you read it, come and talk to me, please. It's based on one of my favorite movies, so what can I say? It was just, it was a wonderful read, and I'm glad that I finally got around to reading it and seeing how it all came together again. Again, how it all came together. <laughs> all right. Um, My one rare pair fic of the month is Singing Harmonies in Neverland's Embrace by, I am going to probably decimate this name and I apologize in advance, but it's Zanny Scaramouche. <laughs> I think that's how you would say it on Tumblr. And Zanny underscore Scaramouche on AO3. This fic is 21,000 words. It is rated mature. The pairing is Harry and Liam. And it was written for the Omega Harry Fic fest, So, um, Okay, so the summary reads, two minutes and seventeen seconds. That's all it took. Liam wasn't there, he's only read the reports. He doesn't know if Harry's heart sounded the same as it does now, rapid and high-strung, if Harry had frozen at the scent of Zane's blood, if Harry had screamed, or gasped, or cried. Liam wasn't there, and he's determined to make sure he never finds out what Harry does when one of his bodyguards takes a knife to the chest. Okay, this fic. All my word. Okay, so I was really craving a rare pair, like so bad. And there have been so many that I've been putting off reading just because of time and not having any. And so I was at a total loss as to which one to go, but I was craving a rare pair and I logged on to Tumblr to, because somebody had sent me a message or something. So I got on to look at something else. And the first post on my dash was the post from the Omega Harry Fest about, for this fic and I realized it was a Leary fic and I was just like well there we go I guess this one is my rare pair fic (laughs) and I'm so glad oh my gosh I'm so glad Leary is a pairing that I have a hard time reading oftentimes as the main pairing just because um, the dynamic is one that I have a hard time reading romantically unless it's done in a very specific way and so I was ready for it because I knew just from the snippets and things that she posts on Tumblr that this writer could definitely make it so that like I would believe in the Leary, and so I was ready to jump in head first. I was ready to take that risk, and oh my gosh! Okay, so pop star Omega Harry, alpha bodyguard Liam, um, alpha body bodyguard Zane was injured protecting Harry. And so Liam was brought in out of nowhere. And he's never worked in this kind of role before, especially not for anybody this high profile. And it's his understanding that Zane's going to be coming back and taking over again, that he's just temporary, he's just there to deal with it. And in the meantime, Harry is definitely like, he's he's using sex as a coping mechanism and not necessarily in the healthiest way and so there's just tons of hypersexuality going on with him because that's what he thinks everybody wants from him and that's like the only time that he could probably like distract himself from everything else that's going on in his life like he's got a lot that he's dealing with you know and Liam is the one who's having to make sure that like he's safe through all of this and oh there's so much angst and they're on tour and they're traveling and they're so tired and meanwhile there's Beta Nile who is in the band and so there's kind of side nary aspect to it but not really like it's so complicated you guys but it's so good and oh gosh like there's so much that I can't even explain and the style in which the fic was written is so beautiful like She doesn't give you all of the information. She just gives you little snippets. And they're like the way that she writes it. Like in some ways it's almost like you're. It feels almost choppy. But it. It creates such a vibe. Almost like an ambiance to it. I'm having such a hard time explaining this. And I'm probably not selling it very well. But it was just such a unique way like storytelling device and because of that the story itself had such a unique rhythm while you were reading it almost ramped up the tension between Harry and Liam so that without even realizing as I was reading this fic the way in which it was written was just increasing my concern and my need to know what exactly was going on and what was building up between them and how it would all end like The story itself is just incredible and fascinating and you are really just wanting everybody to be okay and everybody to be happy and everybody to realize what was going on and hope that just it all would turn out and the dynamics of all the characters and you finding out kind of little tidbits more about what was going on and all the strings that are kind of tying everybody up like, oh, it's just so good. And if anybody is in any way remotely interested in rare pairs, I very much recommend this Larry fic because it is just—it is gorgeous, it is beautiful, it is wonderful, and it—it's—it's it's an incredible fic. Like I cannot hype it up enough for you. <laughs> All right. Um, I believe this is my. Last no second to last fic that I read for the month is called Campus Creatures by Kings of Everything on both Tumblr and Ao3, as well as Lou and Has AF on Tumblr and Yes Is a World on Ao3. Uh, this fic is about twenty five thousand words long. It's rated explicit. It is the pairing of Harry and Louis, and it was written for Big Bang. Um, The summary reads, It's senior year for werewolf Louie Tomlinson and vampire Harry Styles. And as presidents of their respective fraternities, they're determined to do it right. Though what that means is anybody's guess. (laughs) This fic. They basically um, storyboarded it very generally in a podcast episode of their podcast, The Rosen Dagger I believe it's called. And as soon as I listened to that podcast, I knew that I had to read this fic. And I was so excited, even though, like, there was only so much that they... Like, it was so early days when they were doing that. And so much of the fic changed since then. And, oh man, this this fic was just so much fun. It's an American AU. It takes place in college. There's werewolves and vampires and fae and oh gosh selkies like and they all have their own frats and everybody loves to be naked in their frat houses it's just so funny um it alternates point of view uh, between harry and louie and it's very much enemies to lovers because it's werewolf louis and vampire harry and they do not get along there's like there's even an accord between their two species to like try to keep them civil. (laughs) And it like, if something goes wrong, it could get the entirety of their frat kicked out of the school. And oh man, it's just so funny. And then they have to work together as lab partners because of just the way things worked out one day. And um, so they're like competing species and competing frat houses. And yet they have to work as lab partners, and they don't like each other, and they're both presidents of their frats. And it's just like, (laughs) in the discussion about this, like several of us, like the, the best way that we could describe this fic and everything going on in it is just that it's absolute chaos. Like it's chaotic because the characters themselves are completely chaotic. And yet they're also very focused. They're very specific in what they're trying to achieve And how they're trying to achieve it. But everything else is going on in the fic, and the way that they handle everything that's going on in the fic is just like it's absolute chaos all the time. And I honestly have no idea how Lauren and Nick were able to write it in a way that it was so clear and concise and yet absolute insanity at the same time, like because that's exactly what it was. And the tension between them was building up, and like it's enemies to lovers, it's like friends with benefits. Enemies with benefits? Like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was just so much fun and it was so interesting to see how this kind of prank war between them had started and all of the different things that they kind of came up with for like tropes to do with these kinds of um, mythical creatures they like took them and decided which ones they wanted to keep and which ones they wanted to discard and which ones they were going to kind of make up their own ideas for. And it was just a blast. It was such a fun read and it was so funny and it was just, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. And I kept going back and forth as to who I thought wrote which part. And for most of the fic, I was guessing correctly, but at the end, I changed my mind, and it turned out that whatever convinced me at the end to change my mind was wrong. I should have just stuck with my original guess as to who wrote which part, but I don't know if that's public knowledge, so I'm not going to say it out loud, but if you want to know, you can ask one of them, and if they feel like telling you, then they'll tell you who wrote which point of view. It's just really a great fic. Oh, gosh. Go ahead and read it if you just want to be completely entertained and have so much fun and a good laugh while you're at it. The last fic that I read this month is I Hear Them Calling for You by Jay Um This fic is about 6,000 words long. It's rated explicit. It is Harry and Louis, and it was also written for the Omega Harry Fic Fest. Uh, the summary reads, Harry was just a young pup when he met a rogue alpha after he'd wandered off alone in the woods. Before leaving, that alpha left him with a mark and a promise, one that Harry wouldn't think about until years later when the rogue comes back to stake his claim. It changes everything okay so there are lots of warnings for this one <laughs> in fact the reason that I read it was actually before it posted with the fest because she wanted to make sure that the way that it all came off was the way that she wanted it to and it ended all right and um, it was wonderful I thought <laughs> it was wonderful for me um, so it's a shifters AU they are wolves Um, Harry is the Omega Prince of his pack, but Louis is a rogue alpha. He, due to politics that happened in his own pack, he is on his own. And so, and he needs to try to forge his own pack so that he doesn't become too feral. And so he is just desperate and he finds an Omega unprotected. And so he's like, perfect, and it's a young Omega. And so he leaves a mark, he leaves his mark on the Omega. And he asks for the Omega's consent, but the pup was like six or eight years old, so he didn't really understand, you know. And that is where the warnings lie. So nothing happens sexually while Harry is underage um however that claim is still made and obviously is done with incredibly dubious and basically non-consent because he's too young to fully understand what he's agreeing to right and um then when Louis comes back and stakes his claim, he has to bond him pretty much immediately because if he doesn't and they're caught by Harry's pack, then Louis would be killed. And so therefore Harry at that point doesn't really have a choice either in the matter, which is where the rape and non-con tag and archive warning comes into play. So there are definitely very strong warnings to this. (laughs) But if those are not triggers for you and this is in any way intriguing, it is so well written and it is so fascinating to read both of the points of view and see where they're coming from and their feelings regarding everything and just how it all plays out, you know? And seeing like, yeah, it's just, it's such an interesting story. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, Especially the way with which she handled that incredibly touchy subject matter. I thought she did very well with the way that she went about it. So yeah, I recommend it if, with those tags and warnings in mind it is a fic that would be safe for you to read and one that you think that you would enjoy (laughs) all right what a way to end the fic that i read for this month (laughs) okay um you don't have to continue listening at this point if you don't want to but i just wanted to talk a little bit about the fic that i also posted this month which i thoroughly enjoyed um they're two of my favorite fics that i've written in a very long time so I am just very excited to um, have them out in the world and shared with everybody. So um, the first fic that posted in this past month is called No One Likes To Be Alone. It's about 6,000 words long and it's Harry and Louis. And it was also written for the Omega Harry Fic Fest. The summary reads, Harry was a full on fucking failure. Letting out a whimper, Harry pressed his hands to his face and he finally allowed himself to cry. After a few sobs, he realized that something soft was pressed to his face, catching his tears instead of his hands. Harry pulled it away to see what it was and saw it was one of his sister's shirts. Shaking his head, he turned and placed it very specifically right where he usually tucked himself up against the wall. As he carefully shifted the shirt so he could see the faded image of Britney Spears looking out at him, Harry was overcome with a need he had only ever felt once before he needed to nest. So this fic was based off of a prompt that completely revolved around nesting. And if anybody knows me, I love nesting in ABO fics so very much, oh, so much. And so this one immediately called to me. And um, the whole kind of premise of the fic is that Harry, is alone like he has a dorm room to himself and alpha louie shows up i guess it wasn't determined that it would be alpha louie but Louis shows up and is surprised and oh you didn't know that i was going to be your new roommate sorry i didn't mean to catch you nesting and that's like the whole kind of premise right so I had such a fun time with the world building on this and about how, like, in this particular world, nesting is kind of seen as a shameful thing. It's a lesser behavior that omegas have to try to repress, and um, you're kind of seen as weak, I guess, if you're nesting. Like, it's a very extreme thing. Like, you know that you are doing really, really badly if you're feeling the need to nest, and um, Louis in this case, in my story, he's an alpha and he walks in and Harry had no idea he was getting a new roommate, much less an alpha roommate who smells so good. But you know what? He needs an alpha. He needs this nesting. Like he's so worried and stressed about school and how everything is going. And he's basically nearing uh, deprivation and all sorts of stuff. And um, Louis just gets angry with the fact that Harry's been brought to this and he doesn't even know Harry and it's it it was so much fun kind of coming up with the characters and why they were at the points that they were and just all of that and it was it was such a blast and I love this fic so much and I was so happy to be able to write an entire fic that kind of revolved around nesting it made me very happy Um, my other fic that posted this month was also for the Omega Harry fic fest, but it was a Stylin' Um It's called That Don't Define Who You Are, and it's about 7,000 words. Um, it's Beta Nick, Omega Harry, Alpha Louie, and Nick and Louie are already a bonded pair. Uh, and there's... Okay, anyway, I'll read the summary. <laughs> Shit, Harry muttered, rushing towards the man. Are you all right? The man clearly tried to muffle his scream. No, I'm really not. I'm afraid you'll need to call 999. When Harry reached the man, he saw the man's leg had gotten caught by pieces of the bike that had come apart beneath him. Without thinking, Harry leaned down and lapped where the blood was flowing quickly until it slowed. I'm so sorry. I just didn't want you to pass out whilst I was on the phone. God, no, don't apologize, the man said. My mom's a licking Omega, you see. Quite soothing. Harry blushed. Yeah, let's see about that ambulance for you or the one where Harry is is a licking omega with a broken bond who helps heal a fairly hapless beta with a folding bicycle. When Harry also meets the beta's alpha, things start to get interesting. So in this world, the basic idea is that alphas purr and betas lick, but omegas could purr or lick. The thing is that through the years, the purring Omegas had kind of come to be seen as the preferred omegas and licking omegas were kind of seen as lesser and the licking and the purring is their where their way of like caring for and healing each other and um, so people who purr can um, heal themselves and others but those who have the licking for their caring they can only help care and heal for others so like if uh like say with nick here he injured himself he couldn't care for himself because it wouldn't help him heal but harry can heal him he can care for him and so that's kind of like a fun world building thing and it all stemmed because in one of my group chats i think it was sada was reading a fake where an alpha was purring and i was just like oh i wonder why an alpha would purr you know and i started coming up with all these ideas and it just Brought up this whole new fun world-building aspect that I thought could be a really great time to play with and another prompt that I had claimed for this fest was simply that it would be an ABO triad and they hoped for Alpha Louie and Beta Nick and Stylin Shaw is like my ultimate weakness (laughs) so I had to claim it and I was as soon as I had this idea I I knew I wanted to write it so it was so much fun just coming up with all the details for this world and how it might work and the way in which it might play out and the dynamics between all the characters and all that good stuff so I had a great time I really love this one it's one of my favorites I think that I've probably ever written um, for all sorts of reasons so I hope that if you read and give a chance to either one of these fix that you enjoy them and have as good of a time with them as I did writing them. And that is all for me today. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed it, and I hope that if you haven't read any of these fics that you found some new good ones that you are interested in reading. Please always remember to give the authors of these fics as much appreciation as you possibly can. Give them likes and kudos, and reblog those fic posts if you're able to help spread the word about them. Thank you so much, happy January. I will talk to you in a month.